Welcome to Talking Change. Today, I'm going to be interviewing Mike Fernandez from Strategy Makers, who's helped facilitate discussions between Waste Quadrant Working Group communities. Mike, thank you for being here today. I really appreciate it. No problem, Bailey. Thank you. As someone who was brought in to help the CLI facilitate this initiative, why do you think the Waste Quadrant Working Groups is an important project? I think the uniqueness of, of this particular project, because there's lots of work going on around the issues of waste and recycling and circular economy and all these different kind of approaches and frameworks. What the, the Waste Quadrant Working Group does is it provides a framework for collaboration um, between communities that are either adjacent or neighboring or nearby. Um, where you can kind of start talking about practical solutions to these problems at a local level, you know, that uh, think globally, act locally. A lot of these concepts and discussions tend to be more global, not international, big picture kind of stuff. But it's always the communities on the ground who have to, you know, work with their neighbor or, or by themselves to, to try and figure out a solution on the ground. Um, and that's where I think the, the collaborative leadership initiative and the uh, waste quadrant working groups, it's really provided that platform where uh, a whole cohort of Manitoba communities and the people who are struggling with this on their own can sit down together and say, okay, we have this common problem how are we going to attack this? How do we, what works in Manitoba in our context right here, in our reality, in our, you know, the prairies here and far away from major industrial centers and all those kinds of challenges that we know we face and what are our opportunities? That, that's where I think it's coming the best. Um, you know, the also bringing in the First Nations and the municipalities, um, two different voices that have kind of coexisted for a long time and, and really need to spend more time together, um, building relationships, rebuilding relationships, whatever way you want to look at it, and, and looking for small practical wins on that. And I think that this framework, this project really helps with that. That's That's been my observation. During your time with the Waste Quadrant Working Group, you focused on finding solutions to eliminate the burning of woody waste. Can you tell us about the Woody Waste Project? Yeah, sure. So I was brought in halfway uh, or a little bit when the discussion had already been ongoing. Um, the communities had got together and, and they identified uh, with a consultant that had done some broader work on regionalization of waste for, for the group. Uh, there was a, a, an agreement that eliminating burning of wood waste was a, a real high potential, high priority thing that they could start on. Um, you know, again, it's a starting small step towards broader discussions on organic waste management and different things like that. So originally I was brought in to help with the wood waste, trying to, to figure out if there was a, an opportunity for the communities to work together collaboratively and, um, and specifically enter a wood waste chipping service agreement that was done on a regional scale. I was also asked to participate on organics um, management and get the regional idea around organics management. The idea was to evaluate what is existing now, uh, what can be done with wood waste as opposed to burning it, fill in some of the information gaps because there's not a lot of data and information around wood waste and communities really needed some of that initial data to be able to make decisions and then set the stage for a regional wood waste chipping service. 
and whether that that ended up being a, a jump into a full region-wide agreement or if it was a, a small steps towards that, uh, that was still unresolved at the time, but that was kind of what they were hoping for. So what we did is we, we conducted research, we consulted with the communities, um, we looked at the industry and the market players here in, in Manitoba, people who are providing that service, and then we ended up doing a technical briefing note to the group so that interested waste quadrant working group communities could have that as information base for decisions to move forward. So it was a, it was a good process. Um, a lot of it was conducted online um, because of the COVID restrictions. So, you know, there's probably still a lot of room for face-to-face -face kind of meetings, but there was a lot of good information sharing and the groups were pretty creative in, in overcoming some of the challenges of working online. So I think it was very productive. And the end result, which I'll talk about next, is uh, I think really going to be helpful. Can you share with us uh, what your findings were in the project? Yeah, yeah. So there's a few main findings. Obviously, wood waste is a problem for communities in Manitoba. There's lots of it. It's uh, much more complicated than you would think. So uh, it's something that needs to be addressed. Just saying we don't want to burn waste or wood anymore is uh, a goal. Um, but how do you do it? And what's the complexities of that is really much more involved. So we did find out that uh, much of the this wood that's that's being handled as waste right now, it's heavy in nutrients, it's rich in nutrients, and it could be diverted to much more sustainable and effective uses. Um, so it fits very nicely with the concept of circular economy. It provides all kinds of opportunities for that. We were able to confirm that viable options exist. There are people who are doing that service and they are good at it and they, uh, they can do it here in Manitoba and they're interested in working with the communities, uh, whether as a big group or whether as a clusters of, of communities. We also, the, one of the big things that came out of this, we established reasonable baselines of data. There is quite a bit of gap in, in information. How much wood waste is out there? How much can we expect to deal with as a community? What's the composition of wood waste? Because um, not all of it can be chipped, not all of it can be composted, not all of it can be uh, used in biomass and energy recovery. So we provide, I think the technical briefing note and the process we went through with the communities, it established a baseline of information that wasn't there before. And that is a real key first step. So I think that was a real accomplishment. We found that communities, the, the Waste Quadrant Working Group communities, they're at different stages of readiness. So even though there was a goal identified that we want to do this as a big region, we think that this is the way to go. One big service agreement contract. So that will take care of our wood waste burning issue. Um, but everybody's at a different stage of readiness. So that was, I think, a reality check for some of the, the communities um, in this. But we, what we did was we recommended that the communities that are ready, that they consider pursuing a pilot project. You don't always like to uh, say, let's do a pilot project, because sometimes that's a delay. Uh, but this is, in this case, it's not. It's start small, prove and validate how it can be done with communities that are very interested and want to get going, and then uh, help them uh, develop that study and that voice and that information, and then start to spread that amongst the quadrants. So that, that was, I think, a real important step that, that came from it as well. What are the long-term benefits of this project? 
there's a, three key ones that I would I would kind of highlight. If communities can address this uh, and, and come to a collaborative solution to wood waste, obviously there'll be less wood entering the waste stream, entering landfills, filling up community landfills. You know, every time you fill up a landfill costs quite a bit to build new into the proper environmental standards, if you can get the approval to do it. In the meantime, if you're transferring that waste, it costs you a lot of money to transfer wood very bulky, very heavy, takes up a lot of space. So obviously it'll be less waste that can be diverted properly. There, there could be more nutrients recovered. So all the clean wood, trees, shrubs, uh, leaves uh, is not necessarily wood waste, but um, you know, all the nutrient rich uh, materials in there, including clean lumber from new home building. Communities can figure that out and, and chip that in, and recover those nutrients, whether in composting or soil additive or, or reuse of some of that wood or uh, recovering the energy uh, in biomass energy systems and diverting, having to use other uh, less appropriate uh, uh, energy sources. So better air quality, we don't burn in our regions. We've all been through a summer now or halfway through summer of all kinds of forest fires everywhere. I understand the scientists are telling us we better get used to that, which is very unfortunate, but obviously the less we burn, the better our air quality around us. Soil health, landfill leachate will be reduced. You know, all these different things, the, the environmental positives that come out of this. And if we can figure this out in the context of a circular economy, then you have, instead of uh, spending money and economic resources on waste, you're spending it on bringing that material and, and putting it back into the system and into the economy. So better, cleaner jobs, like all those things are, are real potential benefits. And there's a lot of wood waste. So if, if the quadrant can figure it out, well, then I think there'll be some tremendous benefits for the province. And, and, and I think that's the key too for the province. Um, even though we're talking about specific quadrants, specific communities, there is a benefit to the province overall, you know, the largest municipalities uh, right in this region. So the air quality to the residents across Manitoba is uh, important too. Well, it sounds like a very great project. The UN SDG number 11 sets out global action for sustainable cities and communities. How does this project improve waste management as set out in SDG 11? Wood waste is a big problem. Uh, it, you know, people tend to think of it as, well, it's, it's wood, so it came from the soil, it's going to the soil. Uh, unfortunately, we know that when wood waste gets buried, it doesn't decompose, it turns into leachate, methane, it contributes to greenhouse gases, all those different things. In the meantime, communities and municipalities are stuck with this, uh, this end waste that, you know, is an externality that they have to take all the cost on for. So there's a cost out involved, financial and human resources as well. So, you know, to be able to find alternative solutions, to be able to put that material those resources back into an economic system uh, in a circular fashion is tremendous. And I think that that aligns quite well with uh, my understanding of, of the UN's goals and objectives. Well, I'd like to thank you very much for taking the time out of your day to come and share this information with me. So thank you very much. Uh, it's been my pleasure and it's uh, it's a pleasure to be part of this and I hope to continue this, this uh, work and I hope the, the group continues on as well with all their broader discussions. Thanks, Bailey. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Talking Change. 